Ahoy NL1331 followers, Stuffle Spotters, Apprentice Decor Collectors, Wayfinder Enthusiasts, and welcome to the new episode 12 of Wayspotters Podcast. Today we're joined by the Niantic Wayfarer AMA, and as always, I still have Jamal here. But before we jump onto the show, I want to say a huge thanks to all of our listeners who jumped in and enjoyed the April 1st Saturday with us. It's just happened, just finished up. It's about 1.30 in the morning for Jamal. And we have just wrapped it up and it was great. We'll talk about some stats after the break of, you know, the total experience, the total reviews of the people who did join us, but it was pretty cool. And just another quick reminder, we will be recording episode 15 live with any patrons be able to joining on joining us on the fun for that episode. So Jamal, any appeals this week? No appeals. I am super pumped and excited, Lachlan, to talk about these back. AMAs. Appeals are back. Yeah. We can talk about because that's also back. happened this week. The benefit of us having yes. to re-record this show, appeals are now back online. So you get one a month, so, it's working as properly, and you get an email when you put an appeal in. So it's really cool. No one out there knows what happened to the original episode 12, and you probably never will unless we decide to tweet it out. But we had an entire episode. One day. One day we'll tell that tale. We had an entire episode 12 recorded, and then everything went to hell. So here we are with a brand new episode, number 12. And this one is going to be dedicated to the AMAs. But before we get to the AMAs, Lachlan, let's talk about a little bit of news. RIP, the abuse form? RIP, 20-meter so, edit? What does that mean? So the abuse form, which you could submit through Wayfarer, it was in the support and the assistance settings, allowed you to go in and... Type an essay to Niantic privately for them to solve and resolve any misplaced abusive locations, anything like that. They now want us to use the built-in uh, Niantic support tools. The new Niantic support tools built in through the support systems, like what you used to with Ingress through Remy or through Pokemon Go, just the in-game support. That's now on the wafer. You'll see the little chat with us button at the bottom right. Use that to report waste spots that need to be modified. I don't and think anybody out there remembers Remy. You just said Remy. That Remy is still what it's button. called in Ingress, Jamal. We still have players here who play Ingress. As we just had our first Saturday, it's pretty clear that there's still some Ingresses out there. Um, I still play Ingress. I'm going to recurse at some point. Okay. Okay. You, you say you're going to recurse some point. So let's go straight into this AMA because, as I said, it's the middle of the night for Jamal. We want to get this yes. through so that he can now, sit down and edit it before we record episode 13 <laughs> in about 12 hours. That's right. So for all of you out there, as you know, today for me, well, it's April 2nd it's, now. It's April 2nd for both of us, Jamal. It's April. It's the, it's the first, is the time, first we're time we're ever recording, recording same, an episode on the, same, on the day. same day. I think episode 14 will be planned to record on the same day as well. But, you know, it's quite exciting for Correct. us to have this milestone. So, so I hope April, April 1st was good yesterday and you weren't yes. joked by anything. We, we were thinking about joking with you. Uh, but we'll save that for another time. We'll so, save that for another time. Let's just so, read so through. Niantic, yeah, yeah. So, Ni yeah. so Niantic dropped the AMAs on April 1st, as they said they were going to. And a lot of people reading through these might think it's an April Fool's joke, but it's very real. So what we want to do for everybody out there, since so this is fresh in your mind, like literally when you're listening to this podcast, it's on Sunday morning and the AMAs have just dropped. So what we want to do is we want to dig right in. Yeah, this we want to dig right in. 9.51 Australia time. So that was, you know, yes. six six hours ago for us. So this is really yeah. fresh. It, it, it's so really fresh. The first so question here we go. was Hello, about- Hello, Explorers. Yeah, right, I, I, you're going to read I'll, the whole I'll, thing. I'll, All right. 
I'm, I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to give you a chance to respond. So it started off from Tintino. Hello, Explorers. Here are the final results from the April 2022 AMAs and Joys. So the first question was, will there be better consequences for abu- for abusers? There was a lot more in this question, and I do definitely recommend you go through and look at the questions and how they were phrased originally and the discussions around those questions. But the response was, We completely agree with you that it is only fair to ban explorers for abuse on both the in-game submission features and the Wayfarer website. It's reasonable to think that abusive reviewers, abuse reviewers will also mean abuse nomination behavior. We are actively looking into the trends here and we need to complete that analysis before we decide how to implement a solution. So Jamal, this seems like a bit of a, we're thinking about doing something once we have data to justify it. And Niantic saying once we have data to justify a comment at the moment is a bit of a spicy hot topic. It's a very spicy hot topic. And it's one of those topics that I hope Niantic is listening and I hope you can hear my voice because you didn't tell me anything. I I don't like corporate BS answers. If you ask us for an AMA, we can ask you anything. Our expectation, Niantic, is that you were going to give us a straight answer and not talk around in a circle and then tell us that you're actively looking into it. What I firmly believe you have the numbers and you have the data to be able to make the determination on what you want to do for abusers. This game has been around for long enough and you have seen enough in order to make that determination. I'm calling BS on this one, Lachlan. All right. Well, again, I think it's a little bit of corporate speak, but I understand they don't want to say too much because obviously Niantic doesn't want to comment on how they punish, you know, bad acting spoofers, especially those that take down big fields and ingress. The spoofers in Pokemon Go who, you know, target people and, you know, areas who maliciously spoof to locations to then put in Wayfarer edits or abusive nominations to edits, as we've seen happen quite a lot in cities like Sydney, which are capital cities, so are spoofer havens. So, Lachlan, I, I just I just disagree. I think if you know that if you speed in a school zone, you're going to get a $500 ticket. And if you hit somebody with a stick, you're going to get a year in jail. I, I think they just Only- need to come out and lay down the law and just say, if you spoof or if you do this, this is what's going to happen with you. I think keeping it in the shadows is encouraging people to roll the dice and take a chance. Niantic has to come out and make a stand and just tell us what the consequences are and then start enforcing the consequences. Your, your speeding tickets are a lot more expensive in the US. Um, if you're going just fun Australian, if you're going over th- th- under 13 kilometers above the speed limit in Australia, it's only $183 for a fine. And that's in the school zone. So, right. Fun. All right. Number so, two. I- I'll read this one, Joel. Why okay, can't we ahead. withdraw in voting nominations? Again, we don't disagree with you. This has always been in our backlog and it's something we haven't gotten around to. Tell I me think thoughts, so. They've p- recently pushed out the ho- they're pushing out the the framework to get the hold feature ready to go live. I think the in voting withdrawal should have been a priority over the hold feature. I was sort of hoping that because um, sometimes I'll get something approved and I don't want it to be a duplicate because I've already nominated that location, and then the second theirs goes and becomes a waste spot, mine shifts into voting because that area right. is now available for another nomination to go through. Yep, and we were unlocked. actually talking on that. Um, during our first Saturday, I actually found a duplicate of something that I've already had my nomination for it marked as a duplicate. It's just a triple duplicate now because it took so long right. for my nomination from 2020 to go into voting 
And now that there's still this backlog of people who saw this giant mural and thought this has to be a Pokestop. And I know it's Pokemon because they mentioned Pokemon in their supporting info. So I think it's a case of, I get they have priorities. They've got probably not the biggest team in the planet. And it's just frustrating that this is in their backlog, quote unquote, but they haven't given an idea of when they want to bring it in or what priority they have it in their backlog. Um, and so, Jamal, what's the, the third question that they brought up? We won't delve too much into that because I think we're both on the same page and most people are. Gotcha. Yep. What happened to the quote unquote written explanation from Niantic that were to be included with the appeals? Great question. While the initial communication said that these would be included in the email, we are now considering showing the written explanations from Niantic in the contribution management page. This will help with keeping all of the information regarding your nomination in one place. Please bear with us as we continue to roll out the bits and the bobs of this feature. Jamal. So they rolled out the appeals feature and it wasn't there. And we thought, all right, well, maybe it's somehow linked to the fact that we can appeal endlessly. The appeals come back online after a a long period of time of them, you know, taking it off to get the feature working again. And it wasn't there. And they've now added, you know, the email when you put an appeal in, you get an email saying what your appealed text was and what your original nomination was. Great. But the rejections, I've had a couple of appeals rejected. And for all all of the Niantic criteria, they meet the criteria. And I want to know how I can improve my nomination so that I can get it through in the eyes of Niantic. What I could, as someone who probably wayfinds a lot more than the average Joe, what I could do better to get those nominations into Lightship. So I think from a communication standpoint, it can be really frustrating that they're not telling us why they're saying no to these nominations and just sticking in some cases to the malicious rejection reasons that were originally used. I don't disagree with you, Lachlan. I know it probably doesn't make for great radio, but I don't disagree with you. I, I think I'm going to go back to what I said at the beginning, and this is going to be a common theme as we go through this. I think Niantic has to get their head screwed on straight. I think they need to understand who their customers are in their trainers, in their agents, in their Pikmin bloomers, in their guardians, and they need to tell us things straight and stop dancing around things. If you tell us there's going to be written explanations in the appeals, do it, right? You can always come to us and say, hey, this is a little more cumbersome than I thought. We're going to need to do something a little bit different. But come out and say that. We're we're going to be a forgiving lot. But if you just keep changing the rules and moving the goalposts, you're just going to continue to make people upset. The one thing that really irritates me about the appeals is if I appeal something and it gets decisioned, I can't then go back and find in my contribution management page that I ever appealed it. It's gone. Yep. There's no explanation. The only There's sign is that you can't I can read see there. the nomination. And that's the only right. sign of it having and been appealed. that's the only way. And that's not a feel-good moment, Lachlan. That just isn't. Like, yeah. we're doing this because we enjoy this and we want to improve the, the game board. But don't make it harder. We all want to fly that light ship. We all want to fly that light ship to a new place so that new explorers in whatever, uh, you know, if it's a small indie company that's developing using light ship, if it's a big company, if it's just a small promotional thing where you want to explore a city and they're using the light ship system to navigate people around, you know, we want to make sure that our areas, our towns are being represented as best as they can and truly the best and brightest locations are featured in Lightship. And it can be really frustrating when 
we had someone in our um, our call just before our first Saturday call saying, look, I don't, I've had this bikeway map rejected by the community and it's a trail map. It meets all the criteria that Niantic like to pop up on their website for locations to approve. And it got rejected on appeal and they just don't have any more clarification on it. So it can be frustrating yeah, and I want to hear the reasons why these appeals are getting rejected outside of Niantic decided to not do it. So to keep talking about appeals, uh, the next question is also appeals-based. Why aren't appeals being used as a way to identify, evaluate, and educate poor reviewers? And I believe this one came from friend of the show, uh, Ayers Ferrandis. I could be wrong on that. Uh, I can double check. I believe and, you are correct. But um, and this, the answer this definitely is, seems like uh, an Andis question. Yes. And the answer is great minds think alike. We are waiting to get more appeals processed to start identifying major trends and seeing how we can use the data to support the community as a whole. As of today, we have 20,000 appeals processed, and we think we need about 150,000 appeals processed to kick off the analysis. So I have, because I was one of those people who, I didn't submit an appeal every day. I submitted a few. It was about, I think I'm at 30 appeals total if we include the one I was able to do this month. Um, right. And, you know, I like to think that there's a lot of wayfinders out there, but if we're limited to one a month, say you do 12, you would need 100,000 active wayfinders over 15 months to hit that 150K target. I, I'd like to think that there's that many wayfinders. There might be, but I don't think there actively is. If they well, only had 20K and that was what they felt was enough of a backlog cleared, I'm just saying I think yeah. 150K is a little bit too ambitious unless you're looking at things that you guys have, as Niantic, have manually reviewed. I well, just I, I think remember, that's too ambitious. Remember what Aizandis just told us about a half an hour ago when we were talking to him. Had there not have been a bug that allowed those 20,000 to go through, it would probably take them 10 years to get to 150,000. They kind of, quote unquote, lucked into the 20,000 because there was a bug. If it was and only still, one per month. They still have a lot would, of appeals from that original batch to get through. That I is think, correct. I, I would like to think that everyone who's ever had something rejected has put an appeal in for something valid and rejected. And there's a lot of disenfranchised players that might have logged in, done one appeal and logged out. We don't obviously have that data. I think what would have been interesting is the metric of unique wayfinders who have put an appeal in. And I think right. that well, is a good metric to look at. And then you can multiply it over, you know, maybe six months worth of appeals for those good login amounts. One of my main wayfarer things that bothers me, Lachlan, is how long it takes for something to meander and navigate through the system. Some of my POIs are having birthdays. Some of my POIs yep. are having second birthdays. And as of right now, being the 2nd of April, if they are at 20K appeals and they're trying to get to 150, 150K appeals to begin their analysis, we are talking months. We are talking business quarters. And people are going to quite honestly give up on the system and stop appealing and stop reviewing and stop nominating. Because if you are a casual player who's picking up Wayfarer, and I think, Lachlan, you and I can can kind of pat ourselves on the back that we've brought some new people to the game. If they submit something and it takes four months for it to be decisioned, nobody's got that kind of attention span outside of us who do a podcast about Wayfarer 
that is way too long. And if we're looking at 20,000 appeals and we need to get to 150,000 appeals for them to kick off the analysis, that's too long and that's completely unacceptable. But we can move on to question number five. Question number five, how will Wayfarer recover from being compromised by bots? So for context, before we go into this, a few European countries have bots reviewing at the moment and people have somehow found a way to reverse engineer the Niantic code and get things to review for themselves. And that's that's problematic. It's a little Very concerning, so. a little scary. However, I... Well, I'm going to read the response from Niantic now, but I just wanted to add that context in for those who listen and maybe are not aware of the situation. So Niantic said, great call out and thank you to all of you have brought light to this issue. So at this time, all we can share is that we continue to investigate the severity, impact and those involved. Similar to other investigations, we can't share in great detail, but we will inform you once our investigation has concluded. I think this one, them saying there is a response coming once we figure out how to fix it. That's good. That's good conversation because they don't want to say, oh, well, we're looking exactly all of the accounts that, you know, it just, they don't want to, you know, dox anyone. Absolutely. But Lachlan, I, I think the community is at a place right now where I don't think they trust that the communication is coming. And if the com- and if the communication does come, I don't think the the community is trusting that it's going to be in clear-cut American English, like you just said, and that it will be corporate speak. Now, I agree with what you said earlier. Niantic can't afford to say this is exactly what we're going to do to cheaters because then cheaters will say we know how to get around it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we but need it, to- but at the, Yeah, hmm. but at the same time, they, they've got to tell us something. They can't keep telling us to wait, to wait, to wait because I feel like we've been waiting forever. And just on that note, Jamal, the passcode is solved. So you can go get your ingress loot. We finally found that last way spot. So uh, if you joined us, you'll obviously have access to the passcode. But if you didn't, we're not going to post on our socials. We respect the, um, you know, the The sacredity of the the system and the process. But I've just- We've and A is for Anders just finished solving it for us because there was a couple of uh, portals I couldn't find and it was in my own home city. So thank you for helping out with that, Andrew. Really big help. And like for all the other stuff you did with helping us get this first Saturday off the ground, it was great. And I, I, I'd love uh, back on the topic of the box. I bots, box, box, bots, bots, not Decepticons, bots. <laughs> I would like to see, you know. This, these issues of these bots, these scrapers, they plague all of the Niantic games. I don't think Pikmin yet, but, you know, in Pokemon Go, it's probably going to be a bit taboo for me to say, you know, there's a significant amount of players who will have bots in their local community, which, you know, they sort of crowdfund the existence of, and they make a significant, you know, advantage. Ingress, you know, the old scrapers, the, the older versions of IITC used to get a lot more data out and there was a lot more creepy what people were able to scrape off the Intel map. Yeah, it sure was. Uh, it's bad enough that- That, was, that a- was the old that was the old guardian badge. Yeah. You'd go out and hunt the people who were, you know- uh, you Because know, it counted how many days portal that portal had been active. Days, yeah. And you would and just- you had to get 60 days and yeah, you'd go and block that metal. And, yeah, you know, it, it, it was stuff like this- which has plagued all of the 90 games because people will try and find an advantage wherever they can. That is unfortunately the way it happens and the way it is. I would like to think that people wouldn't be like that, but, you know, any advantage they can get. And, you know, we've got a couple friends of the show who openly and publicly use these maps. I know 
we've been in conversations with the incensed boys and they're like, oh, look, once we have our safari zone in Seville, then we'll be able to talk to you. I'm like, great, cool, because I'm quite busy till the end of May myself. So we're hoping yes. to get those guys on in June or July to have a really interesting take from a corner of the globe we haven't really spoken to or learned much about. Exactly. Um, That's but, right. You know, two of the well, four members quite actively promote and use these tools because that is how they see getting a level advantage because other people are going to use it. They're at least walking and traveling to the location. So in their eyes, it's not, you know, right. end game. They're not There's just a flying around on their phone. There's a fine line in Pokemon Go between spoofing and botting and mapping. And, you know, in my local area here, we've got a lot of people that have maps and, you know, people that pay the Patreon every month for those maps, but they physically go to the location to pick up the hundo or whatever the case might be. And there's a lot of purists that have a lot of, a lot of issue with that. And I think bots in Pokemon Go are a lot more accepted than bots are in other Niantic games. Bots in Pokemon Go, from the way I see it, are not malicious. And while you might be gaining an, an advantage over another player, you're not negatively affecting that other player. Where bots in Wayfair and bots in Ingress, you are using those bots to negatively affect another player's experience or them directly. I think that's the difference. Mm. So it's it's really sad to see that people decided that Wayfarer would be the next target for how they can abuse the system to get auto reviews done for their friends' nominations, etc., or whatever they're doing in that system. Hopefully, the team can find a solution. I know it's, as I said, it's a problem that's plagued all of the Niantic games and anything that makes you travel in the real world, you're going to have people trying to find ways to not have to do that. And even, you know, competitive Pokemon, like the video game competitive scene, I would argue that most of the Pokemon that are used in competitive Pokemon are generated on the computer and just sent in via, you know, cheating tools and cheating software because they don't have the time yeah. for this. I, I think it's just a case that you know, these communities have grown up with these tools at their disposal and they don't like having to actually earn something. Anyway, that could be a whole nother conversation for a whole different that podcast. That could be a whole And I know when we have uh, the boss man, uh, Ken Pescator um, of the, the network, he'll definitely have some thoughts and comments to share because this is something he's very passionate about. Like he's mentioned on his show, um, his car was doing a raid train. They Someone said, oh, there's a Hundy Archon. So they got out, they caught it. And then someone said, oh yeah, thanks maps. And the, so Ken transferred it. Because, yeah. you know, that was that's his moral values. He would rather right. not have a computer find something and that be the reason he went there. He would rather have naturally explored and found that location. So, and that's the hill that he wants to die on, and I respect that 100%. And look, people might think, oh, well, if I'm in the area, I may as well get it. Look, that's your choice. That's your moral choice to think over. And I'm not one to say that you are in the right or in the wrong. That's not my position to say to anyone. Everyone has their own take on the matter of why they think is the fine line between these issues. And it's not my place to come in and say what you should and shouldn't be doing. But if you, because there's so many multi-accounters, especially in Pokemon Go, and I know multi-accounting is a huge negative topic for the Ingress community because so many players have historically had a second account just to have the double bag size because in Ingress, you can share items with any player and people would just have second accounts just to be their backpacks. And in Pokemon Go, I mean, how often are you out and you hear someone say, oh, that's my alt? And it's just like you said, it's there's nonchalant. a cat walking down the street. Yeah. It is so nonchalant. And those people are breaking the terms of service. 
I think you know I don't have an alt. Like I, I don't have time to run a second account. Like that's a lot of work. You know, I just have enough enough time just keeping up with my main. Well, I know your daughter has an account and she's not sent me a gift. So I can definitely tell yeah. you that even if yeah. with the temptation that was there to just say, Oh, let me let me just let me just play for you. That that's something something you will do. Um I don't. I and, don't you know, that's her I, account. I she, fully she respect anyone's it. decision in mind with how they choose to proceed with that. But you just have to accept that your moral right. values when it comes to cheating across all of the Niantic platforms. At the end of the day, Niantic has a terms of service which applies to all their apps. And any Correct. form of cheating or gaining an advantage is technically against the code. You know, in theory, me saying to Jamal, oh, look, I I, I just need my coins. Imagine Jamal's on the blue team. Jamal gets my, my daily coins. That's technically a form of cheating. And that's probably one of the most commonplace things in small communities is coordinating gym control. So, yep. It is. Yep. Hey, go knock this. Go knock this out for me, knock and I'll this, knock it out. Knock for this you. field out so that we can, you know, not have to use a Java's or an Ada. Exactly. It happens in Ingress communities. Um, just saying, the, technically, in the Niantic spectrum of cheating, the all of these things are covered by it. So it's where you feel moralistically okay. Like I know some people who spoofed and have spoofed historically because X, Y, or Z reason. They then played the game legitimately and had more fun because they were not sitting at home. Because I would right. say remote raiding at home is the most boring thing you can do. Recharging ingress portals at home is also boring. I'd rather do that while walking and just collecting the XM off the floor so I don't have to keep using cubes. I think it's a case of people just in their zone. They don't want to go explore the bubbles. But, you know, at the end of the day, Niantic wants us out and about exploring. And they're going to keep doing well, things luckily, to their games I, to get I us to explore. To- I have to be honest. I have made trades with people who I believe to be spoofers. I've done it. And again, that's you that's know? the moral decision you I've decided to take. Um, you know, at, at the time, did I have a feeling they were a spoofer? Did I know they were a spoofer? Eh, you know, but at the same time, if someone tells me, hey, I just got back from Hawaii, X, Y, or Z, or X, Y, or Z, like you say, down under. I'm not going to go and search their passport or, or <laughs> if i if yeah. I know, like there's a few people that I know that before COVID did travel for work abroad yeah. outside of the States or to other places. And I guess it's like you said, it's, it's what you feel comfortable with is what your moral compass is. And if someone says, Hey, I've got this Pokemon to trade. I'm like, okay, I'll well, trade I've, it. And Ingress players, you, you know, know, are probably a lot more affected by spoofers and malicious players because um, res- resistance agents and lightened agents, both factions, go to a lot of efforts to get, you know, a level eight portal at really remote parts of the world. And yes. they spend a lot of money to get to those locations and are arguably a lot more frustrated. And I think the Ingress team does an amazing job of, you know, re- restoring those fields when they get taken down maliciously with. Um, and I think Niantic, they're very <laughs> brave to tackle it because I'm sure one day, you know, a green player will fly at that location. And if they don't take 40 photos of them doing it, they'll probably be told, oh, well, they weren't actually there. So it's a, it's an interesting process. And I think Niantic and the Ingress team has developed a really good system of tackling this. So people just don't get the advantage. And I really would like to see more support for, I have to be careful what I say, because the second I say anything negative, all of my gyms will just start falling again. <laughs> so just to move on yeah. because we could go on a whole episode about you know just generic cheating we sure, across we sure, we sure uh, the Niantic yeah. platforms and what the what cheating Which, looks like in Wayfarer 
But What does number six say? Number six. So what percentage of appeals have been approved and have you been tabulating the rejection reasons? So here's the answer. Love the data questions. We've processed about 20,000 of the appeals submitted since December of 2021. And we're seeing about a 50-50 split across appeals being accepted and rejected. Also, we are definitely tracking the rejection reasons, and we still want to process much more for us to start thinking about how to use the trends to inform what educational materials we hope to create. See response number four above. I think I'm pretty clear on where I stand on this uh, with their 20,000 and where they want to go. They're seeing a 50-50 split. I think Lachlan, I, I work at a software company, right? I work at a fintech company and we deal with statistical significance each and every single day. Yep. And I know that when you have a pool of millions and millions and millions of waste spots, 20,000 doesn't seem significant statistically significant, but I'm here to tell you 20,000 is a big number. And if you've got 20,000 appeals that you've processed in about three and a half months, you can get to a statistical significance pretty quickly and start to make some calls and, and parse out that data. I don't, I don't think you need to get to 150,000 to understand what you're seeing. And if they're seeing 10,000 and 10,000, I think they can start to give us some guidance. I think, quite honestly, Lachlan, they owe it to their base of players to start to make some decisions on 20,000 waste spots reviewed, and they don't need to wait. It's data is data, is ones and zeros, it's X's and Y's. You can make a call when you've seen 20,000. Yep. I think, because um, in my field, I'm not going to go into too much details. Um, I deal with a lot of data and a lot of data analysis and the way in which you can figure out a trend, you don't need that many. I, I would argue that you only really need a sample size of 5% at max yeah. to have a valid, and, like, and that's, you know, upper limit. I would say you probably only need a 2.5% data field to really analyze the, the results. Maybe they just want to get through all of the appeals that were nominated in those three months. Maybe that's what they want to get through. Maybe that's their target. Maybe there is 150,000 things that were pushed through early. I I don't think 20,000 is, you know, a, a reasonable target if that was the thing to reopen at. But I think, you know, if they want to hit 150,000, they could probably do it at 20, 25,000 K and still have a reasonable, even if it's just sorting it by rejection categories. So say the location and appropriates and just sort through them and just go through the rejection reasons and I think they will get a reasonable trend of data. So I would like to see, and obviously, I more of this data. And I think just saying see response for above, you know, <laughs> right. it, it's, it's I, like I, a question I, we're going to get to in a little bit, which just says see the response that the Ingress team said. And the Ingress team's response said this is a Wayfarer question. And the Ingress, right. the Wayfarer team said this is an Ingress question. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But yep. yeah, let's move on. Let's go to number seven. So this one, um, the question here just says communication, communication improvement. improvement, which is kind of funny that they put. No, they, they really reduce. They really reduce this question yeah, down really to the bare simplest simplicity question. Simple, simplicity of the question. So yeah, I'm going to have a big breath in and I'm going to try and do this 
in a reasonable flow. And if I'm speaking too fast, Jamal, you can tell me to stop it. Or you can right, really slow my voice down in the edit. We feel you on this. We see a great conflation of feedback to Wayfarer between followers of Niantic as a company, Pokemon Go, Ingress, and Wayfarer communities. For example, we receive a lot of feedback and community expects. Let's try that again. I don't think that. For example, we receive a lot of feedback and community expects. Okay, that's just grammatically not great. We yes. receive a lot of feedback, and the com- it should be, and the community expects us to respond to questions around game board decisions, or game items, or gameplay design. But that is not what the Wayfair team is to fix or respond. Please let your fellow community members know that there are actually different teams with specific communication goals across games, Wayfarer and the Niantic company communication channels. So what's that? I'm, I'm going to pause there. I'm going to put my marker yeah, there. That's a, that's a, that's so what's that saying is we're going to use our platform to say Wayfarer is not Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go has a link to Wayfarer in it, but it is very different development teams. The same with Ingress, the same with Niantic, the same with Lightship even. So, please keep that in mind. They are separate bodies at the same company, and they have different. So they're basically they saying, they're 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 saying respect their silos is what they're saying. Pretty much saying, please stop asking us for cowboy hat canopy. Um, <laughs> we we have to get that guy on someday. Have you met Mike? <laughs> you know what? Cowboy hat canopy is the greatest guy in the world. We should get that guy on the show. We should get that guy on the show. Hey, so, Mike Nerdloff, you're listening. We want you on the show. So to continue their response, we definitely try to align ourselves across our general outreach strategies where possible. But we, the Wayfarer team, don't call the final shots on anything other than our official Wayfarer channels. We've been trying to increase our presence and differentiate our identity as specific as a specific product program slash team to reduce the conflation and confusion. Our Twitter account is a specific response and strategy towards doing so. And I think their Twitter has been on point. They've been really good at posting things on there. And the ability for them just to be told, yes, you can post GIFs. I do not think you get the Pokemon Go team doing that or the Niantic support team. I think it's a really personal approach. And they are good. They are great at liking things. If you want to find some high quality Wayspot nominations, go through the Niantic Wayfarer likes. They are great at highlighting great parts of this community. They're doing a great job there. So if you guys are listening, we love what you've been doing on Twitter. We do. Great A. And it's their way of differentiating themselves. We also have more in real life engagements lined up that we're super excited about. Announcements are coming soon. On cut and paste responses, while we do our best to not do so, the reality is it's common practice across all companies that have millions of users across multiple products. So this is sort of in response to, you know, if you get a, uh, post on the forum. Thanks, agent. We've made the relevant changes to the game board. Those sorts of responses on appeals. It's just cut and paste, copy paste, because that's the approved text. That's the approved wording. That's the approved messaging. So it's easy for them just to put in there. And you'll see that from the support bots from all of the games. So that's just, and you know, you know I, don't, I don't I don't have a problem with that, Lachlan. Like I said, I work at a tech company. And look, and I think we Niantic have- themselves, not the Wayfarer team, caught some slack recently for an automated response to someone in a wheelchair saying you should just get out and walk yeah, because that was did. an automated yeah, response. And there was that was not a human that clicked that button. I can guarantee right. you no human would type yes. that response. Um, well, and they're probably training their AI accordingly. I, I work at a tech company and we have templated emails that go out from our support people and our salespeople 
to our customers where it's been approved by our by our comms team yep. that if this comes in on this category, this automatically goes out. And is it going to work 100% of the time? No. no. Is it going to blow up in your face some of the time? Yes. yes. But for the most part, those approved communications are going to work for about 80% of the time. And the one with the wheelchair was unfortunately one of the times where it blew up in Niantic's face. Yep. So I, I also have, you know, I work in an area where comms is also quite important and not to delve too deep into it. And there is, you know, approved responses for certain things. And, you know, sometimes you have to tweak the approved response so it works if they're inquiring about multiple things. But the generic wording of it is written in a way that the messaging is clear. And I know people want specifics sometimes. You can include the specifics, but a lot of the time we will link to an external resource where you can get the information firsthand, not third-hand through us. So to continue going through just the last bit of this big response, you'll always see a level of similar responses. If we added a personal flair or specific details to each response, you'll start to see a massively slower response rate. If, however, you feel like our Twitter or community forum have too much cut and paste responses, please share so we can make improvements. I don't think they are pretty cut and paste on Twitter. I think Niantic support is the cut and paste, not Wayfarer. Yes. I think Wayfarer does a great job on Twitter. Yeah. Like I said, they're incredibly responsive. There's a lot of personality in there. Yep. It almost feels like they have a lot of job job ownership with their uh, Niantic Wayfarer on and Twitter. You know, so I give them a thumbs Tintino up. Tintino is great at posting on there. They're the ones that don't normally have a, a flag at the end. And when Danny Bobcat or, you know, Dano Bobcat, Dano Bobcat, DBC. Dano uh, we'll, Bobcat, DBC. Uh, we'll just sign off DB or DC, DC, DC. DC. DC, we'll sign DC. off DC on those tweets. And I think, you know, that's their way of saying this was personally done by me. And I think it's really cool that they are out there, you know, engaging not through their own private Twitter, but through a company Twitter. So I think that Can is- Can I say one thing? I'm glad that they chose Twitter over Reddit because Reddit is a cesspool. Uh, sorry, that's just my personal <laughs> aside, but- I think, you know, it is interesting it. that the Niantic games seem to congregate on Twitter, but then Ingress is sort of congregating on Telegram. It's definitely yeah. interesting to see how they've evolved their communications to better suit the platforms in which they're needed. For a while, there was, no, there was a Niantic support messenger bot, but clearly not enough people were using it and they just discontinued it. So, right. all right, Jamal, when will we Number be nine. able to see the edits in Number the eight. contributions page? This is at the top of the backlog of features that we want to add and will make your Wayfair experience smoother and easier for you to navigate. All right. I don't so really know what that means. This is their way of saying we're working on it. It we, right. on the top of the to, top of the backlog means it's the next thing on their to-do list once they figure out whatever right. the current thing on their to-do list, which I think is the whole exactly. feature. So I'm Again, looking forward I'm, I'm to a, this. I'm, when they announce yeah, it. I'm looking forward to it also. I, I just because I've got so many make Jamal Shiver nominations. I've got so many redacted okay. edits. I just want to know Scanner redacted. what of them got through and which of them got through because the communication back then from an edit was horrible. You didn't know if it was your title, your description, your location that was being approved or rejected or your photo. It was, and I just want to go through and see all of these historical edits and be like, oh, so I should probably go submit that again. You know, it's, yes. I'm really looking forward to this feature. Um, I would argue it's, number one of my list of things I want to see them prioritize because it's it, it sort of completes the full circle of being able to see what you've done as an explorer. 
and yes, how you've I agree affected the game board. I, I I I think the contribution page has so much runway and so much upside that there's a lot that they can do with it to make that contributions page a place where wayfinders go to kind of understand what's going on with everything that they've submitted, either in the field or or an edit. So I, I'm really looking forward to this. I wish they would have had worded this answer a lot more clear to say what they were trying to say. And I think they were trying to be cute. And sometimes when you try to be overly cute, it kind of falls on deaf ears, at least for me. But let's keep moving. Number nine, Lachlan. Why hasn't the two-mile pin move exploit when reviewing been fixed? All right. So this is something in which Andis, A for Andis, had a great chat with us about on our episode where we had him on. So if you want to learn more about that, please check that one out. Uh, It's A for Abuse is the title of the episode. So Niantic said, we have been watching this and we are reprioritizing this bug. It's not a bug. It's a feature at this point. Like a, if, if it's just changing a Boolean value from two kilometers to 200 meters, that's a Boolean value. It's that's a not feature. a bug. You can see the initiation of that work taking place in the map improvements announcements that we just posted. And we were going to talk about that, uh, but we will go into details of the Niantic is making location edits to improve map quality in episode 13. So we just... We want to make sure that this comes out first. So we'll be talking about that tomorrow. Jamal and I will be talking about that tomorrow, but you guys will have to wait a week. You'll have to wait one week. So if you do know of any waste spot abuse resulting from this, please continue to let us know and we'll look into it. So that just means you have to go into wayfarer.community, the wayfarer not community, the wayfarer website, and go through the support systems there to report this abuse. Lachlan, I would also say you should reach out to to A as Andis and he let him give know about you, abuse. He will give he you will, the best guides on how to log it, how to keep track of it, yes. and what you can tell Niantic so that they can make the best updates to the game board to reflect the abuse. But, you know, the big issue we have with that system, as Andis flagged, is when they move something to the correct location, it stays as a waste spot. And you just see these stacked up waste spot areas and they're not getting reviewed all. And it's just, it can be, sure it does. becomes problematic. So what you need to do right now is you need to go back. When you're done listening to this episode, go back and listen to episode nine of Waste Spotters. A is for abuse. Um, Andis is on there. He did an incredible job of breaking down how to log abuse, how to how to how to save it, and listen to that episode. It's a he good put one. his socials in mm-hmm. the episode. He'll and tell you, know, you. So if you find he, anything, he's a night he can, out. He can help so you if there. you're an Australian like me, you can find him up till about six p.m. over in that Wayfarer Discord, probably streaming his reviews. He is a yes. great asset to this community, and I hope next year he considers applying for an ambassador because I think that man he knows Wayfarer. Wait. And Wait a minute. Did you just say ambassador? Oh, look. Look I at me segueing, right Jamal. Into, look at you 10. segue into number 10. Go ahead. So, and you get to read the long response this time, Jamal. All right. I do. I re- I'm looking forward to it. <clears throat> Where is the 12th ambassador and why was the community outcry about the lack of one ignored? Says Kermit the Frog. I was just going to say that's a pretty good Kermit the Frog. All right. Let me take a deep breath. As mentioned before, we needed to move forward with the program as there were many other internal processes with deadlines we had to meet. Realistically, a program like this for us to support Tintino and Dan, Dan Bobcat, Dan, oh, I can never say that. Dan Dan Bobcat. Dan Bobcat. Usually has between six to 10 people. And we extended this to 12. Frankly, 
we met with the current 11 and they were and they definitely had enough enthusiasm as 12 people we will be meeting the ambassadors again next week and we'll be announcing some work as we hope to address the first cohort of ambassadors as you know this is our first year. We're learning so much already, and we will definitely be considering talking about the size of the ambassador program with the ambassadors. So I think they covered their tracks there. So um, they sort of said, it's hard enough having to talk to t- 11 people. We didn't want to have exactly, to deal with the 12 times. And I think right. a so lot of big that issues sense. that people have had is the European region isn't properly represented, you know, or Africa. I think right. from their end, it comes down to functional time zones. And I, I, it's a bad thing to say, and it sounds really. She, I can't say the S word. Say it sounds really beep, 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 beep. It sounds really beep, beep. Um, and I understand it's unfair, but you know, we've we have to coordinate. Like it's middle of the morning for Jamal, just so it's a reasonable time of day for me. So you, know, it, it's not an easy challenge. And America and Australia are some of the easier time zones to coordinate. Uh, and Niantic has big holds in Asia. Right, because they're essentially twelve hours off. Yeah, and 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 I think what they said here is they didn't want the search for the twelfth ambassador to hold up the the process, and Daniel Bobcat and Tintino needed the ambassadors to hit some deadlines. Right, Lachlan, you and I both work in areas where you have deadlines to hit, and if you miss those deadlines, significant things can happen. Yeah, so I get that. I never had a really big problem with then having an 11 ambassadors versus 12. Like you said, I had more of an outcry that there's a big swath of the globe that is not represented by an ambassador. And if it comes down to time zones, I really wish they would just say that. But I mean, you've really got millions and millions of trainers and agents who are not currently represented. And I know your continent, Australia, received two ambassadors for or for what some people might say is a lot of area, but not a lot of population. So um, Australia received as many ambassadors as the, the United, United States, States did. And population-wise, we are significantly smaller. Right. So to me, I think the outcry there more should be over uh, the continent of Africa and most of Europe, Western and Eastern Europe, not having their own ambassador versus there only being 11 ambassadors. And now, that's not to take anything away from the, the 11 ambassadors are amazing. Like, I think they all yes. bring something unique. And we had Ambassador Testone in our first Saturday today. And, you know, he said, look, we're under NDA. I can't say much, but they're a great lot of people. And, you know, when we had Genji on last week, exact same thing Genji said. So I think having heard from two of the ambassadors so far, they they sort of share this, that it's a good team. And as a team, they're happy with the, the people selected. And obviously there's the one member who's off in Ukraine, and I do hope that they're safe at the moment. Um, yes. But I, it's and we're not going to stop there, Lachlan. We're going to try to get more ambassadors on because I want to pick their brains. Oh, look! More. If we can get so we have, let's do the maths. We have fifty-two shows a year, and there's eleven ambassadors. We've had two on. We've only got nine to go before they pick the next batch of ambassadors. We can do that. We can do that over the yes. next forty shows. We can do that. Now, you touched on earlier, Lachlan, about the twenty-meter rule. Question 11, 20 meter rule. Is it needed, Lachlan? Okay, no silly accent for this one because this is a very, very hot topic and we've spoken about it a little bit recently. So, reading it verbatim as Niantic has responded. All right. So, looking past the 
this is not Wayfarer related just for a little bit. We have already have systems in place that address the abuse and the 20 meter rule mentions to encourage. At this time, games continue to be able to set their own inclusion rules and abusers will be addressed accordingly. Wayfarer does not dictate how games choose which way spots to include in games. Lastly, the Ingress AMA recently responded this too. Check out their response here. Now, I've pulled up the Ingress AMA response because I wanted to read that one in conjunction with this because not everyone might read it. So, Aegis Verandis asks, why restrict new portals with the 20 meter proximity rule? And I'm going to read the response here. I'm trying to remember back to the times before when we originally implemented the 20 meter rule for new portal submissions. And if I recall correctly, I think it might have been something to do with the UX and UI of the mobile client and our disambiguation menu. If you're in an area with extremely high portal density, again, this is the Ingress forum, so wayspot density, it makes it difficult to play in addition to creating performance issues. For example, here's an area in Los Angeles that I live where I near where I live, which is infamous for this. Integrating with Niantic Wayfarer was meant to help somewhat in now that these new portal submissions won't be lost, even if Ingress doesn't ingest them. They could still be used by other Niantic games, or if we were to revisit our portal ingestion rules, then we can pull from Wayfarer's database of accepted spots. So, the Ingress team has said, we don't want them. Right. If the Pokemon team wants them, <laughs> Those are yours. they can have them. If the Pikmin team wants them, they can have them. So they the, can have them. That is the two responses from Niantic in about two weeks addressing this topic. I know there's a lot of Ingress players who have a lot of thoughts about it, but just for now, let's look at their responses and reflect. So Jamal, as someone who submits for things to appear in game, the 20 meter rule is something near and dear to your heart. You can submit yes. something within 20 meters of something else in po- into Wayfarer. It will appear in Pokemon Go, but not Ingress. And that's, I think, what the Ingress players are upset about. If it's good enough for them, that's, that's, why is it not good enough for us? And, and I think you hit the nail on the head. You Then you get, you're, you're pitting games against games. And I think that's something that, as a community, we have been trying to disassociate from each other. We don't want gatekeepers on either side of the fence trying to keep other people's portals and POIs out. If it's good enough for one game, it should be good enough for the other game. And Lachlan, this goes something, this goes back to what I talked about on episode one. Niantic has never fully acknowledged what their how what the rules what are. What their, their ingestion board. rules are for Pokemon Go. Exactly. The Ingress team has, and they have now clarified yes. what their ingest- ingestion rules for new portals from Wayfarer are going forward. I wish Pokemon Go had an AMA. We just have to hope that the you know our friends over in the task force are able to eventually ask them just to do an AMA where the task force does right. all ask questions and Niantic publish the results. That would be well, amazing. Luckily, if if Niantic would come out and either acknowledge or, or not acknowledge the S2 cell rule, because we all know it's there. We have all figured out how the S2 cells work. If they would come out and acknowledge that as the official ingestion rule for the game, that would make things a lot better, would make things so much better. Okay. Well, let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. So, Jamal, why are so few criteria clarifications actually answered by the Wayfarer team? Thank you for asking. 
This is an this is also an area that ambassadors brought up in our very first meeting as an area that needs addressing. This is a super hard problem to solve because with the global community mapping, you need to set standards for data quality, but also be flexible for cultural nuance. It's a matrix of humanities, geographies, and geo and geodata science principles to balance the program's design. Wayfarer's program and mission is unique in the world, and we're learning as we go. While we will still work with the ambassadors to improve the understanding of the criteria, we do also think that the concept of the criteria itself and the questions asked during a review needs an overhaul in the future. What's important is not to have quote-unquote law that applies globally as it feels today, but to have principles in which we abide by as a global community. In the meantime, we'll be taking notes on some of the hotter criteria issues in the clear, in the criteria clarification threads. Consistently, when Niantic comment on a criteria or just a conversation they get in in the conversation, those way spots that Niantic themselves said are good to go, you will see Wayfarer flutter with them with people linking to the Niantic comments saying, ha, 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 I was right, except my way spot. And I think that's what they're trying to reduce. If it's not officially in the criteria clarifications, and they've done a really good job of updating the, you know, the Wayfarer website so that, you know, the AMAs are posted on the Wayfarer website. If you go digging for them a little bit into, you know, up um, into the criteria page and into the help page, it's there, the help page. Actually, guys, you haven't put the April AMAs on the Niantic Wayfarer help page yet, but I'll just say it here. So if you are listening to this- It's only been seven hours. And you're yeah. at work on Monday and you're like, oh, we had to do that. There you go. There's your reminder. Um, so the AMAs, they're all listed there since July 2020. They have a pretty good you know, response rate. I wish that these questions would have been more of a discuss this topic of this Wayfarer nomination- and how can we, you know, discuss this criteria? Can we have direct clarification? Because that was back in the day with the Ingress AMAs, they would answer every question. They <laughs> like, sure would. And it was so refreshing. It would sometimes take a month. And I think just even comparing the Ingress, you know, AMA to this one, they went into a lot more nuance of the system and it was a little bit more, you know, user-friendly without the certain buzzwords. And I'm not saying that Tintino's post here is, you know, non-comprehendable. It's definitely comprehensible. But if I was an average Joe who was reading this for his first step into Wayfarer, I'd be like, what What the hell is geoscience, geodata? Why is humanities involved with science? You know, it's that sort of, I think there's a little bit too much fluff. Or or even at a human level, explain the nuances that you speak of. You yeah. can't just throw that word out and not explain it. Um, I also think, you know, some paragraphing in these responses would have been a little bit easier to ingest into my brain. Yes. Talking about ingesting from Wayfarer. Yes, Jamal. No, Lachlan. I, I know that you are really good about applying your upgrade next button, but how would you go about ending the auto upgrade curse? Well, Niantic says- a feature update that was planned was exactly what you're suggesting. The ability to let you turn off auto application of upgrades and instead manually apply them to your nominations at your leisure. 
Unfortunately, this is still in our backlog as we had last minute team changes. Again, sorry about that. Team changes? Oh. Uh, and mm. we're aiming to give you a roadmap update in May. That's good. I like to see them say in May, we're planning on giving you a roadmap update. I love their roadmaps. Still waiting on some things from their roadmap about changing it to yes, no, maybe. But, you know, just I love their roadmaps. Right. It's good to see what the team's plan well, is, even if it changes while they're executing it. And if you read things online, you know, there's rumors that they're having trouble retaining talent and bringing in new talent. And there's talent moving around. That's not a Niantic thing. I think that's a the market's in a really thing. good space, and you know <laughs> yeah. there are some companies that, that, that are willing kind of to a- pay a lot, especially for high-profile digital people at the moment. And um, yeah, yeah. So that's that's not necessarily a Niantic thing, unless they're trying to lowball their people. But I think every company out there is losing people, and it's an employee's world right now. Where if you are uniquely skilled and talented you can go and work somewhere and they will pay you handsomely for it. And that's just kind of Especially the way Especially as we're so moving I, back to the I, offices I globally. You know, everyone's yeah. moving back into the office and some people would rather search for a job which is still allows for flexibility. And, you yeah. know, I think Niantic sets themselves up as the sort of company that thrives in a shared, you know, cubicle. You can go discuss these ideas on a whim without having to wait for someone to pick up their phone. I think, obviously, I, I know they still have a lot of positions for work from home, but I think, that's sort of the Wayfarer team feels like it's in one place. I agree with that. So, 14. 14, yes, right. Did you hear about the guy who invented Lifesavers? They say he no. made a mint. And that's actually not the question that they asked Niantic. I just thought I'd throw a dad joke in there to shock Jamal, keep him awake. Keep him awake. It should have been the question. So, the real question was. Will Wayfinders, who had a high number of their own submissions approved, received any bonus perks? That's a great question. Thanks, Jamal. We're, we are already engaging with the game and marketing teams across Niantic to think about additional perks and how you'd qualify for them. As of right now, upgrades aren't on the table, but are very much interested in things like poses... Avatar items and IRL swag. And it's still in the early early stages, but as more becomes solidified, we'll be sure to let you know. Trust, we are very excited about this, and thank you for your continued support. I feel like that was originally Trust Us. We're very excited about this as a way to thank you. I think that was too. Um, You can tell they only gave themselves like five hours to respond to these questions sometimes. They they did. Would you be willing to trade 100 upgrade points for a pose instead of an upgrade or agreement points for a pose? If that pose is like animated, I'd give two upgrades for it. I actually, we'll we'll talk about this a bit in episode 13, but um, Cow in a Suit, our guest for 13, um, sent me a message and said, look, I think we should be able to, instead of upgrades, I think we should earn points and we can redeem those points for an upgrade or for an extra appeal or maybe two points for an upgrade. I'm like, that's, and if they want to start doing other things like in-game rewards, I think moving it across and it deals with the thing before about automatic upgrades. If they just take the automatic upgrades off, you pick when you want to remove points to upgrades. I think a lot of people are going to be happy, especially if you can cash in your saved upgrades for these points. 
I'm a sucker for IRL swag. Send me a Niantic wristband or a Niantic t-shirt or a Wayfarer hat. I'd trade an upgrade. Even for just that. the exclamation but, mark Wayfarer logo. I love that. I love it so much. Sure. Yes. And you know, IRL swag. I, I like I said, I am a fool for IRL swag. You send me some of that, I'll do some really silly things for that. All right, Jamal, you'll so, have to give me your address. I'll send you some swag. Yes. Oh, speaking of swag, you you will have some swag coming on the way. Oh, did I tell you about that? Oh, do we want to talk about that now? No, we're nearly an hour, Jamal. Do we, <laughs> do we want to save that? We'll save that for an episode where it's just us by ourselves. Which is, speaking of that, this is the first time we've been by ourselves for a few shows, and it's 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 been a while. It's been it's a quite while. Refreshing. Well, I, I miss yeah. the guests, but you know. Uh, and the yeah. guest we did have for twelve so, was really good, so I'm I'm gutted that there, we lost. Yeah, yeah, we're, 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 we're going to have him back. We're going to have him back. Just so you know, there will be something special coming soon, and that's soon all I'll trademark. Say. Well, let's Niantic soon, soon trademark. Niantic yeah. soon trademark. Yep. <laughs> Niantic soon. Yes. All right. So, how can Niantic motivate this? This okay. This is a question you, you should be asking. Th- I'm going to talk a lot about this. This is tailor made for you. We have talked about this on at least four episodes, and you are on one side of the fence, and I am firmly on the other side of the fence. It's, so it's let me the, read um, this question. Considering you're the enlightened one, you should see you know the benefit of this. All right. How can Niantic motivate people to submit light chip only POIs? All right. The floor is yours. Go. I'm going to do this really quickly and then we'll do it slowly. The Niantic Waste Spots are like a kitchen treasure of Waste Spots for our existing games and the games in development, bringing out new experiences. Even though you don't see them Pokemon going or speaking from Blood, and they could still be used across other games that we intend to publish. For example, Catan, which unfortunately had Sunset, had an amazing feature where the Game Boy changes every month. The selected alternate Waste Spots each time, and these rules were entirely made up to the game, so the fact that consider they are available in the database means their only opportunity to rely in the shape of a game board around them. There is no concept of Lightship only, but the concept of Waste Spot Wedding and Wedding to be used across one or multiple games. In terms of being able to see all except the Niantic Waste Spots, whether they are used or none in all, in all or none of the Niantic games, we are discussing the concept of the standalone Wayfarer app, and we'll share more when plans solidified did they get the point across or did it just sound like i was i'm sorry did you was i just reading like the side effects of a drug pharmaceutical i'm sorry did you say something yeah did you say something i don't think i heard you say anything (laughs) all right so let's break this one down into the few points that it's at Niantic Waste Spots are like the kitchen pantry of Waste Spots for our existing games and games in development to bring you new experiences. Even though you don't see it in Pokemon Go, Ingress or Pikmin Bloom, they could and will be used across other games we intend to publish. For example, Settlers of Catan, although sadly Sunset, had an amazing feature where the game board changed every month and selected alternative Waste Spots each time. These rules are entirely up to the game, so consider that the fact that they are only available in the database means that there is opportunity to re-enliven or reshape the game board with them. There is no concept of lightship only, but there is the concept of a waste spot ready and waiting to be used across one or multiple games. In terms of being able to see all accepted Niantic waste spots, we are discussing the concept of a standalone app, which they teased in the AMAs last year, and we will share more when plans are solidified. So, we've spoken about this with Adam Tuttle about how would you like to see them use the unused waste spots in Pokemon Go. Yes. We've spoken to many of our guests about what would you do with these waste spots. The stuff I've read online has been quite interesting. I saw someone say, well, 
what about if in Pogo they just sort of overlaid that photo onto the ground of the floor and you could tap it and maybe something interesting would happen? Or maybe it would generate an extra spawn. I know, obviously, Niantic Wayfarer is not the Pokemon Go team. We understand that. They even reminded us in this AMA. But it can be frustrating. And I hope that if something is light chip only currently and the, the way spot that's, you know, blocking it from appearing in Ingress or Pokemon gets removed because it shouldn't be there anymore or if it's moved to its correct location, I hope the light chip only portals, way spots, not portals, way spots, sink into Ingress and Pogo. And I fear currently that they don't. If they do, amazing. And again, that's the Pogo team and that's the Ingress team's job to resolve those issues. Because I, for one, have nominations which are marked as approved by Niantic, but aren't in the Lightship database. Why is that? Why are you not grabbing the historical yeses? Is it because there's going to be too many duplicates and you know it? I would be really interested if we had a toggle to go through that's accepted. If I hit flag this for, you know, processing, maybe it could just get reprocessed to enter Lightship and then potentially into games under these new inclusion rules. Exactly. Where Pokemon Go just cares about S2 cells and Ingress just cares about 20 meters. So there's one thing that we don't have time to talk about now and it's really a shame. It's in the Niantic cities where they have physical offices. We'll talk about that next week. on the ground. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week. I have a lot of thoughts about that. As a tease for you guys, we have thoughts on Niantic going in and, and, and manually rebalancing the the game board but again we'll talk about that next week like let's do this let's take a quick break and then we need to get our coal of the week and we need to get our waste spot of the week and then we need to get these people on to deal with the rest of their day so and let's you, take a and quick you need break. to you know start editing so that this can go live in uh absolutely 30 hours 20 hours 30 hours 30 hours yeah so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back and lachlan will be talking to us about our fantastic coal of the week this is lf kamala this is Blame Jamal. Hello, this is Kareem the Frog. And you're listening to... And you are listening to... And you are listening to... Wayspotters? The Wayspotters Podcast. The Wayspotters Podcast. All right, Jamal, that was a lovely quick break we had. Let's get the call of the week done. Call of the week. What do we have this week? Let me take a look at this. It's my birthday. I turned 10. It's my birthday. I turn 10 and please, it's my birthday. I just sung the nomination. Ooh, that's kind of scary. I don't really know that that's now. I know, I know that I know that Charizard and Charmander is a fan favorite, but this person is taking it to the nth degree. <laughs> so what we're looking at here for our coal of the week is first of all, I'd give it a one star for orientation because the Charmander is or Charizard. the Charizard is the Charizard is turned to the side, but it's a plushie of a Charizard of a, of a Charizard, and the pin is at his house, and the supplemental picture looks like a helium balloon of a Charmander, which would have been part of the birthday props. Yes. Good to those parents for getting those props and probably buying yes. the Charizard for their birthday too. But unfortunately, it's coltastic. It's coalicious. It's not a POI, Lachlan. And this one comes from Valley Forge. I take it that's America somewhere. Texas. Oh, oh. Texas. <gasps> Just Will. 
Destiny and Just, Just Will. Will and, and Casa de Cubo. And who did that come from? That came from our Twitter. That's one of our Twitter followers, right? That one comes from Haram Dingo, who joined us for our first Saturday today, and they were a absolute treat to have another Aussie joining in. Uh, we definitely yeah. have to get that guy on the show. Um, he's very um, – he engages a lot on the forum. Let's just say that. Yes, I love that. Now, Lachlan, I'm really excited about our Waste Spot of the Week. It comes from Prince P. Dove, Norway hacker, who is also one of our – Twitter followers who interact with us a Twitter lot friends. on Twitter. Yes. Twitter friends. Now, this one is great. Do you want to describe what this one is? This is going to, the listeners are going to need a little bit of help here, but when you tweet it out on socials later in the week, they're going to understand what they're looking at. This is a stone cane, and the nomination is not in English. And I recall when we recorded this last week, I yes. struggled through with it. So I'm. Apologies for anyone I'm going to insult with this, but it's Varden Patohea, and I probably got that wrong. Varden Patohea, our 717 meter He Tohea. I assume Tohea is going to be mountain. I could be wrong. I ask Volkomu. And the translation that they sent through it says a cane on top of a 717 meter tall Tohea mountain in Askvoll municipality, tallest mountain on the Stavens Peninsula north of Stoshford. So 717, how many Lachlans is that, Jamal? 30 Outside Lachlans. of too many. 30. <laughs> yeah, 30. Not that tall. <laughs> you Close. are 6'3 in American, right? 6'6, six, six, Jamal. 6'6. Six, six. Oh, you are tall. Yeah. You're tiny. Um, so we have, th- that is approximately 300 and 50, 58.5 Lachlans. Ah, Let me check the math on that. Pretty sure it's 358.5 Lachlans. It is 358.5 Lachlans. How exciting. How exciting. That's a, that, that's a lot of Lachlans right So, a there. stone cane is something that Niantic used to really highlight as an amazing example of something to submit on a mountain. Uh, I don't really see them down under, but, you know, it's a it's a marker at the top of the mountain to indicate we've been here. This is this. This place has importance to the community and it's an achievement to get to these. If you walk up there like Prince Peter walked up this mountain to get that photo. Good on them. Mm. You know, they have an amazing amount of, you know, accepted nominations and i think it blows both of us out of the water yeah i agree you know and that kind of reminds me lachlan that reminds me a little bit of the guy that walked into the bar holding a piece of asphalt and he says two drinks for me and one for the road well jamal if, if this is where we're at you should never trust adams because they make up everything Oh, you know, I used to have a job at a calendar factory, Jamal. I got the sack, took too many days off. Oh, you took too many days off. I saw that coming. Well, Lachlan, what did the sock say to the foot to make it go away? Shoe. And Jamal, you're in the tech industry. What's Forrest Gump's password? What is it? One Forrest, one. Oh, 
All right. Wow. Now, All right. I think it's time for me to wrap this show up. <laughs> so thank you so up. much to everyone, especially who joined us for our Ingress First Saturday. I have some stats from that, which I think y'all will love to hear. So everyone, we were tracking their OPR agreements medal. So that's the equivalent of the Wayfarer medal for our Pokemon Go listeners. And of the people who joined us, the sum of the Wayfarer medal in Ingress was 523,405. Now, that was over due 30 agents, Jamal. So, over yes. 30 agents for half a million reviews accepted. Now, half a million reviews. Do you know what that rounds down to? About 17,000. Um, that means that everyone in that chat- on average, thank you, Taystone, for the big buff for all of our figures, would have their Onyx Wayfarer medal in Ingress. And I think- That's huge. For the, the 30 agents uh, who came and joined us, thank you so much. It was fun. Next time, if more of you have your mics and your cameras on, I guess I get that it was American, you know, 10.30 p.m. And I understand you might have had other things going on, but, you know- We'll do it in a more American-friendly time and in a more European-friendly time next time we do these. But it was great fun. We we explored Brisbane and we had a lot of fun with people who'd never looked around Brisbane trying to figure out where our way spots are and how to solve the passcode. So, that was a lot of fun. I loved it. And that event actually gets me my gold Wayfarer, my gold first Saturday medal once those medal stats are pushed. And Very speaking nice. of metal stats, Jamal, we are going to set a goal and we're going to check this goal on episode 14. Okay. Get your Comic Sans medal. Get your red I'm gold gonna, Comic Sans medal. I am going to so get my guys Comic are listening, Sans medal. Get your Comic Sans medal. It's, the event is on now. It runs until the seventh American time. So All I you need have to do is make 401 links and you can make them under fields links. if they're under half a kilometer. So Correct. If they're 250 more Lachlan's or less, you can make that link. I'm going to go knock that out tomorrow. I will have that by end of day tomorrow. So, Lachlan, let's go That's ahead and roll out. What do we need? What do we need so, to tell people? Follow us on Twitter. Join our Patreon. It's little as a dollar a month, and you can join in live for episode 15 as a Patreon. Make sure you're engaging with our lovely new Twitter community group all about Wayfair. If you want your tweets to be seen by us, but not necessarily seen by everyone on Twitter, use that forum and our community will see it and the others won't. Again, our, wait, our Patreon Discord is amazing. Thank you so much to the Wayfarer 4.6 Discord or the official, quote unquote, official. It's the one that got the Discord URL for Wayfarer. Thanks, guys, for hosting us and letting us use your play space to host our first Saturday today. Huge shout out to A.S. Verandas for helping us with a lot of the back end stuff, including getting our review challenges. It was just a lot of fun. And I can't wait to see you tomorrow, Jamal, for episode 13. Yes. But if you That's have questions right. for us for episode 14, this is the week to send them in because we're recording it next weekend. And that's in real time for once. I, I wish I could say more, but thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sticking with us. We are so close to hitting an amazing milestone on our social media and I can't wait to share it. Episode one is nearly at a huge milestone of listens. It so please, sure if you is. haven't, share it with a friend. Listen to it again on a different platform. Just help us out and leave a review where you can leave a review. They really help. 
And don't forget, if you listen on Spotify, we have a question of the week exclusive for our Spotify listeners. Please fill it in. We'd love to see your responses. Thank you so much, guys. Catch you next week. Bye-bye. See you later.